0: Hi there, this is Sage Faulkner, and this is the Chama Peak Land Alliance Farm and Ranch Podcast. These are previously aired live recordings from the Farm and Ranch Radio Show on 96.1 FM, KXJR. We appreciate the opportunity to share these recordings with you, and if you have questions, you can always reach me, sage at chamapeak.org. There may be old or outdated announcements throughout the show. Please disregard Thank you again for making time to listen. Our website is www.chamapeak.org. Thanks to CPLA, KXJR, and the many members and guests who have contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much, and have a beautiful day. Today I have... Um great folks in here from the new mexico forestry division joe carillo is our our regional or our district forester now and joe's been in before and we also have new to the radio show with us is is george ducker who's the communications coordinator for new mexico forestry division so welcome to both of you
1: good morning thanks for having us
0: absolutely good morning so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourself joe let's start with you
1: yeah sure so for for those of you who don't know me my name is joe carrillo i was born and raised here and a graduate of Highland, of uh escalante high school as well back in 1994 just seems like Dating the other day yourself. for me yes <laughs> And uh, went to school uh, and went to college at New Mexico Highlands University and so I have been with the forestry division since 2005 I started off as the staff forester got promoted to the timber management officer since then they've kind of retitled that position and um, we uh, now have project foresters so since there's been such a uh, detraction from the timber industry side of things um, because that uh... aspect is in such a lull the focus has really turned towards projects and thinning projects forest health things like that so that's what that title is now uh, as of march of this year i got promoted to the district forester position so something i've been i've been waiting for 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 quite a while so i'm very fortunate very lucky to, to have been entrusted with this position
0: well congratulations again on that we're so excited to get to work with you in that role thank you and george why don't you tell us about your background
2: uh sure i am uh relatively new i relatively new to new mexico i'm just about two years old in the state and uh, i joined forestry division this year in january um, working as the public information officer that's fundamentally the position that i have and A lot of that is really just, you know, the title kind of says it all. It's uh, informing the public about what's going on with forest management, uh, the different aspects of what Forestry Division does in the state, and also uh, keeping folks informed of fire developments. So, um, so yeah.
0: So integral roles, both of you. And we really appreciate having you guys in the studio this morning so we can uh, visit with our listeners and and learn more about what you both do and, and the very important role that New Mexico forestry has. And I will tell you, my you, you guys probably know my background. Um, I'm a rancher. And then about a year ago, I started as program manage, manager with Chama Peak Land Alliance. Um, so my background is the ag side. And I am learning so much in this role about forestry. And I've always known, I've always lived in mountain communities in Northern New Mexico, except for my brief college stint down in the Southern part of the state. Um, But it's so neat to get to work with you guys. And I understand that not everybody is as lucky as we are in this area to have such a great relationship with our forestry folks. So thank you guys for that. Um, what do our ne- listeners need to be thinking about this spring? Let's talk about some things that, that all of us need to be thinking about.
1: Yeah, so I think we need to just kind of keep things in perspective. You know, we're looking really good right now. We still have snow on Chama Peak. The waterfall is still flowing pretty good. Um, I heard my fire management officer was up there last week, and uh, it was still pretty muddy on the trail to get up in there, and, and uh, they they, uh, they kind of turn back around a little bit but you know I want everybody to keep looking ahead Um, you know the more rain and the more moisture we have what do we get we get more grasses I mean it's great for the for the fields it's great for the 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 livestock uh, our wildlife our grazers out there it's also great for our hay producers out there right but with more grass, we have more fuel and that potential to carry fire. That's what's going to carry our fire when all of that stuff cures out. So situational awareness is a, a big thing amongst firefighters. You know, that's one thing that we really try to instill in our firefighters. And so we want our, our general public out there to be situationally aware of their surroundings, of the weather, of our climate and let it be a lesson to the public when we're out there camping and uh, enjoying our time out in the woods you know especially like for the 4th of July memorial weekend coming um despite us being in such moist conditions you know hey put those campfires out let's let's be responsible out there
0: absolutely george do you have anything you want to add
2: um well to uh, to joe's point um yeah it's situational awareness is is something that I think a lot of folks don't really think about. Um, you're busy, you're traveling, you're, you're planning a camp day, you're planning a camp night or a weekend. And you know um, I think just to add to that, there's a couple of like outdoor camping safety things that folks can be aware of. And one of the big ones is uh, actually tow chains. Um, a lot of folks have an RV, they have something attached to the back of their truck and you wanna keep those chains nice and tight so that they don't drag along the concrete. Because uh, you could be cruising along and you've got a loose chain, you set a spark, spark goes to the side of the road, we have these, you know, the grasses, maybe they've dried out a little bit, and then you've got a grass fire. And then you may not even know, you may have rounded a corner and just continued on with your day with no idea that perhaps your loose tow chains started something on the side of the road
0: absolutely great advice gentlemen there's there i love the idea of of situational awareness that always saves my bacon um, when i remember to do that Um, and certainly tow chains anytime you're hauling that's that's a a big safety issue and so thank you for that reminder on that so what kind of changes or opportunities or upcoming projects do we have in store for this area
1: so for the area you know we have partners like chama peak land alliance Um, We have the Upper Chama Soil and Water Conservation District, you know, that their office is located across the post office in TA. Um, You know, go go see Becky over there and and, uh, talk with her in the afternoons whenever she's there. Um, But they are great partners that work with the Forestry Division to implement thinning projects throughout the area, right? So with our Soil and Water Conservation Districts, or SWCDs, forestry division utilizes those entities as fiscal agents as a flow through for funding that we get from the federal government so that way we can implement that funding on private land Uh, we can't implement funding on private land directly there's some laws and and things that prevent us from doing that hopefully we'll be able to overcome those issues in the future but Basically, depending on the area, the size of the property and the funding source, um, you know, thinning may be an option, you know, so looking at your forest resources, seeing what you have out there, if you have a dog hair thicket, if, uh, you know, depending on your forest type, if you're in the pino and juniper lowland country, um, and or if you're up at the headwaters of the Brazos up up in those tracks up in there in the spruce fir country, um, thinning can be an option and there's other avenues besides us you know we have our partners with the natural resource conservation service they have what's called the environmental quality incentive program the EQIP program so a lot of ranchers i think know about that you know where they work with them with their head gates and and things like that but there's also other practices that they have in their program where we're still involved so they have the forest stand improvement programs um, and practices and we're involved in doing prescriptions and so we'll still go out there with with johnny and and now they have their new uh, planner there jj dabs um, and they'll they'll be working with landowners to to do that you know contact our offices stop by talk with us you know come on in Um, you know project funds are available through various sources uh, but plan ahead So I think that's the biggest thing here, plan ahead. Um, All of this takes time, application processes, uh, funding um, timeframes and things like that. So you're looking at about a year out whenever you're applying for this type of funding before really any trees can start hitting the ground.
0: So that's really good to know. And we've got a lot of new landowners in the area. So I really appreciate you bringing up um, some of the opportunities and the steps. And and basically it's the squeaky wheel kind of gets the oil, right? Like if I don't come to you, then I'm not necessarily in, in the loop on what programs are available. So um, lots of resources right. out there for landowners. Uh, definitely reach out to Joe or to myself and Becky at the SWCD, um, Mr. Dabbs here at NRCS, there are a lot of resources for folks. And one of the things I have learned and I really appreciate um, about collaborating with you all is this landscape health idea. And um, basically it takes all of us to take care of our forest here and our land here and our water here. And so um, I really, really appreciate that. Um, Why don't you guys tell us a, a little bit about what foresters do and some of the roles that you guys have.
1: Sure, yeah. So for uh, New Mexico Forestry Division, a lot of people still call us New Mexico State Forestry. Um, You know, as a forester, first and foremost, we provide landowners with science-based technical assistance on managing their forest resources. So our jurisdiction basically covers private land. You know, we also have the the purview over state lands, such as uh, Game of Fish wildlife management areas. We assist state trust land with uh, the management of their resources and we have the jurisdiction over those lands when it comes to uh, wildfire suppression Um, so um, you know what we do entails knowing how to conduct forest inventories uh, basically counting trees knowing how to navigate the land and deciphering what that landscape should look like you know based on what science is telling us Um, We have, uh, uh, you know, we got to know the forest type um, and then uh, basically just being able to translate that into something that we can all comprehend, you know, putting all this science-based information into layman's terms. Um, We need to know the local ecology, the natural resource function, and it's important when working with landowners, um, you know, some have intimate relationships with the land, some are very new to the area so they don't know uh kind of how things function in a mountain setting when maybe they came from Florida right and so they're used to those those wetlands and and, and uh, uh, flatlands down there but interacting with everyone and we want to be transparent you know uh, providing that information and technical support to them um, and uh, I think education is key when we're trying to get that cultural awareness uh you know the the support on this cultural landscape of northern new mexico
0: very cool and george why don't you tell us a little bit about your role i know um when we don't have a fire i'm probably not thinking of you and your role quite as much but when we do i want to know where we're at like last year with calves canyon hermit's peak Um, it it was part of my daily process to get up and see what updates were out there. And so um, in in those kind of key moments, your role um, is really visible. And then it probably backs off a little bit, right?
2: It does a little bit. It's funny, last year during those fires, I was not working here, but just like you, I was kind of tuning in every morning. I was checking the reports and um, You know, I had been in California for a while and California obviously has a big, big fire season. And I had gotten to know just how to how to dial into the Internet and kind of follow fires and kind of follow the information. And so now being on the other side, it's it's really, really fascinating. Um, We have a really good resource in the state called in its New Mexico Fire Information dot com but it's shortened to nmfireinfo.com and this is a great website and it's like a little WordPress site it looks kind of just like a blog and it kind of looks a little web 1.0 but it's a really great resource for our agency and other agencies to put our fire information on there in real time. And so you can go to nmfireinfo.com, and you can you can search for what you're looking for, but you can also just scroll down and see. And if it's a fire that's active, there will be posts, you know, within the last 24 to 48 hour period. So that's a really good way to get keep everyone informed. Um, that also goes to Twitter as well. Uh, it's nmfireinfo Twitter, and then. Forestry Division has a Twitter uh, as well. Um, it's uh, NM Forestry, or yeah, NM, at NM Forestry. And those mm-hmm. updates get repeated on that Twitter account as well. So you can go to the website, or you can go to Twitter, and um, we also will put updates on Facebook as well. We ha- also have a Forestry New Mexico Forestry Facebook page, so those are parts of the ways that we can get that information out because it's 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 important and um, it's important to have timely information for everybody, and so that's we're, we're that's what we're aiming for.
0: Absolutely, that's that's really good to know because a lot of us kind of get. Stuck in one channel, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'll, if I'm a Facebooker, then that's kind of where I go. And and uh, my husband likes to remind me regularly that just because I've seen it on Facebook, maybe sometimes I need to verify it. But.
2: You know, the same is true with Twitter. I hate to say, is but it? yeah, it's I, I I recommend that everybody. It's always good to get a second opinion, you know, when it comes to the internet, um, you know, and it's like, can it pass the smell test? It's like, does it smell okay? Okay, cool. And if it doesn't, then maybe you need to do a little more, a little more Googling. Right. Yeah.
0: Great advice on that. I I really like that. Um, So do you guys want to share maybe a little of the history of the New Mexico Forestry Division for our listeners?
2: Uh, Sure. So one thing to keep in mind, too, and these differentiations... A lot of folks don't have time, or they, you know, it's it's hard to kind of know. There's so many government agencies. There's state agencies. There's federal agencies, and um, so the federal Forest Service started at the early in the early 20th century, and they were involved with forest management and fire suppression, and um, they have a very particular history in this state that I won't get into right now. But um, in 1957, New Mexico decided that we needed our own state version of that. We needed our own forest management team. And so in 1957, that's when the state legislature um, gave, created this agency, the New Mexico, back then it was called New Mexico State Forestry. And the idea was to act as a kind of direct-to-landowner conduit for federal forestry funds. So there was money out there, just as there is today, there's money out there. And so State Forestry's job, Forestry Division's job, was to help get that to landowners in a, in a more economical way or in a quicker way, um, to kind of try and cut through some of the red tape. And to help manage forests on uh, state and private land. Um, but of course forestry, a lot of forestry management back then meant selling timber. And so after World War II, the timber industry had heated up again and Chama found itself as a hub for the timber industry. And so it makes a lot of sense that the two first districts, state forestry districts, were here in Chama and in Cimarron. And that is tied directly to, you know, timber that was going on at the time. Um, now, 10 years later, we became tasked with fighting fire and fire suppression. And so that, of course, is kind of the, the duality of forestry division, which is one side is forest management and the other side is, is fire protection and fire suppression.
0: Really cool to know a little bit more of the history. And, and I find myself in that role sometimes where I kind of just lump state and federal together. And, and you all are very different and um, we really appreciate the boots on the ground really, that you guys bring um, to the table and and pulling those federal mm-hmm. dollars in and, and helping make folks aware of it. So um, again, a lot of appreciation to both of you and, and to your roles and what New Mexico Forestry Division does. Um, I know for a fact we could go on for hours, and <laughs> so I'm going to have to have you guys come back around and do another show and another show and another Definitely. show. not sure. Um, and, and just keep... Helping our listeners learn more about you guys and the important role that you have, we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, do you guys want to close maybe with a little bit of fire preparedness, defensible space kind of stuff and then and we'll wind it down
1: yeah, so uh, springtime is here, everybody. Uh, let's start working on clearing our defensible space, picking up our needles, you know raking raking the forest as it were. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, let's start let's start picking things up around the house. That now that the snow is uncovered, all sorts of treasures out there. Right. Um, and and let's start uh, making some space around our structures, and uh, getting that grass and those those weeds mowed down, and um, you know, making our
2: homes and our structures fire safe.
0: Absolutely, George. Do you have anything? yeah
2: absolutely um we are looking out i'm looking out this window at all this lush green grass right now but we all know that this lush green grass is you know it's going to dry out as as the summer progresses and so very important to get that that lawn mowed and the grass you know cut down to a, a reasonable length whatever you you term as a reasonable length um but another thing you know to be aware of is is, uh, is that embers uh, are one of the leading causes of how houses and structures burn down during wildfires. And so the thing about embers is that they can get lodged in little pockets of your house. They can get lodged in your window eaves, and your door frames, and in your gutters. And so it's always good to be mindful of these spaces and make sure you clear your gutters out. And, um, and yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome. So lots for us to do, and it's our community and our responsibility, right? So, right. so we need to be keeping our spaces defensible. Um, a special thanks again to Jose Joe Cardillo Jr., our district forester with New Mexico Forestry Division, and George Ducker, the communications coordinator for New Mexico Forestry Division. Um, appreciate both of you, and thank you guys for coming in and visiting with me so our listeners can learn a little bit about you guys. Um, resources if folks want to reach out to you guys can they do that what's the best way
1: they can so they can call our office in ta or los brazos and uh, our phone number is 575-588-7831 they can also google new mexico forestry division and uh, peruse our website there and find contact information for our
2: office and other offices around the state
0: perfect and then we know we have um NM Forestry.
2: Oh, it's uh the Twitter is uh, in at NM Forestry.
0: Okay, and you guys are active on Facebook as well. We're trying and, to be. Try yeah, to be no, we're
2: we're we're fairly active. Good. Yeah, we're fairly active. There's just one of us, and as I think, <laughs> I don't know, managing social media is definitely its own full-time
0: job. It really is. I'm learning that myself. I'll try and share some of your guys' resources on our social media. Thank you again to Joe and and to George. Appreciate you guys coming in. Thank you, Sage. Um, Thank you. Absolutely.